everybody, light up your cigarettes if you got them, because this joint is going to be hot. Talking about a radio, powerful transmission, but no submission. 4-4, down the freeway, daddy-o, top down, all crowns, the kings of bebop, all the glory on top, tippy-top of that transmission tower, all that transmission power. Hey guys, 8.26 p.m., 7.10.2016, it is Opal City Radio. My name is Mike, and with us is Emily. Hey guys. How are you, Emily? I'm doing all right. How are you, friend? I'm doing pretty good. How was your, uh, your, your little, you took a little bit of a vacation. I did. I went to Southwest Opal City. It's always it's crazy out there. It is. It was, no, it was, it was nice. I, I was visiting family. Oh, yeah. you don't have family. I 100% have family. That's totally not it's true. It's 100% the truth, though. It probably is. Everyone has some sort of yeah. family, I suppose. No, it was nice. It was, there was no humidity. It's yeah, that's Opal City, which was really nice. Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's a lot of humidity now in, in Northeast Opal Dude, City Dude, there's as a well. lot of humidity down here in Southeast Opal City. Let me tell you. It's gross. It's, it's yeah, it's that it is pretty gross here too. Yeah. Welcome to anyway, our weather podcast, everyone. Yes. Welcome to the where we talk about fictional weather. <laughs> Real um, weather mixed in with fictional weather. Yeah. It's like a it's, historical fiction weather. It's like an altered reality, an AR version, <laughs> if you will. Like kind of like Pokemon Go. Oh. Ugh, let's let's not get let's started not on that. This is that. not a Pokemon podcast. No, it's not. We're here to talk about crime. Yeah. So much crime. Oh my god. All the crime. So many so many of these these filthy criminals they think they could just come in here and, and do crimes. Oh. Damn them. Darn them. Um, so we for this particular week, as as part of our, our crime meltdown, as our world is also melting down as well, <laughs> um, we read a history of violence. We totally did. Yeah, I've never read this comic before. I've seen the movie. Yeah. I've never read the comic. Same here, which is what really? prompted me to be like, hey, we should read this comic. Um, It was a pretty good comic. Very straightforward. Yeah, this was not. I mean, there were some some surprises. Yeah, some twists and turns. Um, one horrific reveal towards the end. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you yeah. know exactly what I'm talking about, son. Yeah. Um, but no, it was, yeah, for being a, a thing. No, it was. It was a pretty straightforward kind of story. Yeah. But it was still a, really, really engaging. It was. I, I started to read it, and before I knew it, I was on, like, page 151, and I was like, how did we get here? Yeah, I would say, I kind of did the same thing where I started reading it, and I was like, wait a minute, how am I, like, almost done with this? It's it's true. It, it's it's a really good book. Um, it, it is a single graphic novel. Yes, this was, um, it's published by Vertigo. 
yeah. uh, back in 1997, written by Matt Wagner, who is the co-creator of Judge Dredd. It's actually written by John Wagner. Is it John? Ooh, wow. It is why John have, Wagner. Why do I have Matt written down? Matt Wagner is the guy who made Grendel. Oh, too too many Wagners. Yeah. There, there are some. They're not actually even related. Okay, well, so... apologies. It's John <laughs> Wagner. But yeah, he, um, he did. He co-created Judge Dredd, which is really weird because, like, old school Judge Dredd <laughs> is fucking weird. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as so I was, like, reading about him, and I was reading about John Wagner. I don't know why I wrote down that. Um, I, don't, I don't know why. Either. I don't know either. But yeah, apparently, you know, he's a very uh, influential English writer. Like yeah, he's dude. had a long, yeah, long, long history since the 70s. I yeah. Believe. So I was like, hey, dude. And uh, you have Vince Locke on yes. art who worked on Sandman. Uh, he did mm-hmm. stuff for White Wolf. He did. He's the guy. His art style reminds me a lot of Guy Davis. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. And, um, you know, like, I, I remember some of his art being in some of the White Wolf uh, RPG Yeah, as books. I was looking at it, and I was like... I was like, yeah, this looks an awful lot like my vampire. I would say, I, I could see this art being in a vampire book. Yeah, I could, I absolutely. could see you drawing mage. Yeah, I could see him drawing vampire or werewolf. You know, I, I, I can see it. Um, He also does covers for the band Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> that's pretty rad too which is amazing to be yes. like that's a fantastic resume yeah Mr. Well, it, Mr. anything that you do for cannibal corpse is just it makes you it makes you a made man in my eyes over here yes yeah, so yeah so i was always like thinking about this i'm like again there's such a weird dichotomy of like comics from the 90s yeah of like kind of shitty superhero comics <laughs> but then like really really great independent sure non superhero comics yeah absolutely well i mean it was kind of like you know like they didn't take a whole lot of chances in the 70s and 80s i guess they were like this is our bread and butter this is what we're going to do yeah you i mean yeah i would say having and read- then in the 90s the nineties was a time of change yeah. and you know, they just started trying new stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause I'm thinking, I'm like, I know I've read again, like mostly Marvel across the decades yeah. and yeah, seventies and yeah, into the eighties, it was very much like, but no, this is how like Stan Lee and everyone did it. So this is how we're going to keep doing it. Yeah. And then I do, I think in the nineties is when he got like the quote unquote, like new blood. Right. And it exactly. was like, not your dad's comic. We're going to do something different and extreme. And it's like, oh, but I wish you wouldn't. <laughs> but I mean, and, and most of it was terrible, but there's some real gems. Out yeah, the th- there are. Um, And yeah, the history of violence is, is one of those independent gems. Maybe at some point we'll do like superhero gems of the 90s. <laughs> Because they do exist, I promise. Yeah, they do. There are some good ones out there. You just have to sift through all... You have to sift through Superman's mullet and... Mountains of nonsense. Yeah, his his awesome super 90s long hair that he has. God, Superman red and blue. No. (laughs) Yes, this is our Superman podcast. Oh, Jesus. All right, well, let's start talking about this Let's talk about history of violence, yes. Indeed. 
so most of what goes on in the beginning of the comic is we're introduced to two creeps in a truck. Yes. Who, um, like, they really do define, like, junkie freak. (laughs) That's basically who they are. And, um, they come into the cafe of one Mr. Tom McKenna. And he's um he's just a just a good guy. He's been in the he's been in the 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 little town for a long time, and he runs a little cafe. Yeah, he's got and, his family. Yeah, sure. And everybody knows everybody's name, and Tom McKenna's known as a good dude. Yeah. And these two junkie freaks come into the place, mm-hmm. and they demand his money. Yep. And it turns out Tom McKenna defends himself. He becomes a local hero after slaying these two creeps. Yeah, he thwarts the robbery, kills them. He becomes a national hero. Yes. Because it's, you know, the local man defends, you know, defends himself. He defends his family. He does. And, of course, you know, national media just totally descends on this. He wants nothing to do with it. Of course. He's like, no, you know, I was just doing what anyone would do you know, leave us alone. And the problem comes in when three dudes from New York show up. Yeah, three, three real, there, there's some real, real, real wise guys. Yeah, some bad dudes show up. Real clowns. <laughs> um, that would be so amazing if they were a clown gang. Oh God, that's horrifying. It would be great. Um, and... They are swearing up and down that Tom McKenna is not who he says he is. Indeed, they seem to be dead set, uh, especially, you know, because um, they're with this old oh, dude. Oh, God, that old dude. Yes, a man named John Torino. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he's like, no, I know you. I know your smell. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I also noticed that you're missing a finger. And he's wearing a pendant <laughs> that could the severed finger of a kid named Joey. Yep. Oh, yeah. So they swear up and down that that that's who Tom McKenna is. He's this yeah. Joey kid, and it's like, dude, it's been 20 years. You know, we've been looking for you, and look where we found you. Yeah, they are they they know it's him. They know it's this guy, Joey, that they've been and looking for that time. So our story then kind of starts to it flip-flops it goes from present day you know and tom's like no i'm not who you that's not who i am you guys are completely wrong i'm just this dude and then yes the history catches up with him and no he is this joey kid and that's where we start getting flashbacks about what happened in brooklyn 20 years ago and yes. how a history of violence, how mm-hmm. it just all catches up to him. And how, like, one one violent act, present and past, just causes, like, unseen, like, consequences. It just, right, even all the way down, the, you can never escape your history yeah, it of just, violence. it ripples wall down the line. Like, he's got these guys... At one point, like convinced that he's like, you know, oh, well, maybe it's actually not him. He says it's not him. We don't really have any proof. It's been 20 years. 
Yeah. Also, Mr. Torino, you're getting crazy you're old. You're super and like, old and you're missing an eye. Yeah. And you're also kind of insane. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it's not him. Let's just let's just go back. And they see McKenna's kid. Because he's got like a teenage yeah. son. His his teenage son, by the way, his name is Buzz. It is name. His name is Buzz. That's an awful. His name is Buzz McKenna. That's... Like that's dooming him to like life as either like <laughs> an, an Alaskan like an Alaskan bush pilot or an astronaut, and that's it. Well, that's the only two things he could be. I mean, astronaut's pretty cool though. Yeah. I mean, I mean that. Yeah, but. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Either or maybe a stuntman as well. I could see Buzz <laughs> McKenna being in like a like a little thing. It's like stuntman Buzz McKenna. <laughs> so they do. They one night they see you know they're about to go and they see this kid riding his bike, and that's when John Torino looks at that kid and he's like, "Oh hell no!" Nah. Yeah, he looks that's, just like Joey. That's Joey, and they turn around and it's like. The, the gig is up, dude. And yeah. again, okay, again, it's called the history of violence. There's some very, there's a lot of violence in this book. There, there is. It's it's pretty pretty graphic, like realistic style yeah, of violence. It's not, yeah, it's not romanticized. No. But then it's also, I don't think it's really there for shock. No, it there was just, only it's... one moment that was truly shocking to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Um. Yeah. But yeah, you know, so it turns into this whole shootout in front of the house. Mm -hmm. You know, the wife gets in on it. Yep. Yeah, she's she kills uh, John Torino, well, in fact. Oh, she doesn't kill him. Well, I yeah. think she does. It's yeah, true. He, he gets stabbed in the mouth later. But yeah, while he's in the hospital. Oh. Bye. Yeah. Same. So, but again, it's yeah. that whole. It's your your history of violence, bro, that it just, you know. It's true. When you have a history of violence, it ends in yeah, violence. you can't get away from it. So, yeah, when you have gangsters that are on your lawn calling you Joey, and they're like, hey, if you don't own up to this, like, that's a real nice family you got there. Yeah, it'd be a shame if some of them caught on fire. Yeah, it'd be a shame if something happened. Of course you're going to own up to, like, yeah, my name's not actually Tom McKenna. My name is Joseph Mooney. Yes. I'm an Italian from New York. Yes. Here is my tale of woe. <laughs> Indeed. As he tells it in, in the hospital bed where he's... Yeah, so his whole... The whole background to this is just... It's so crazy. Yeah. With him and his friend... And the friend's brother was involved with um, this guy named Lou Manzi, who was a mob boss. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the brother winds up getting killed yep. because he's young and he's dumb. <laughs> so he goes around, he runs his mouth yeah, and things happen. runs his mouth. This is what happens. So then the kid brother is all about like, no, I'm going to get revenge on this I'm dude. Kill, yeah, I'm going to kill, uh, I'm going to kill Lou Manzi. I'm going to kill Lou Manzi. You know, Joey's like, dude, are you out of your damn mind? Because, you know, they're running, like, small time, like, like fencing. They, like, they steal stuff yeah. and then they fence it and they get, like, something. Yeah, they're, they're, they're hustlers. Yeah. They're, they're street-level hustlers. And, and he's like, no, I've got this plan. You see, every month they go to this restaurant. 
And, you know, they exchange the money. And that's when we say, like, you know, 20 years ago, Torino, when he has two eyes and he's not old and insane. Yeah. And he's like, you know, if we just go in guns blazing. We could grab all this money, kill Lumanzi, and they'll never know it was they'll us. They'll never know. So Joey's like, like, I don't, I don't want to ride or die. <laughs> but you're my pal. Well, also his grandmother is dying. Yeah, his grandmother and, is like sick. Yeah, and she needs a heart operation, and he's like, "All right, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, we could, we could do this. She's my only living relative. I could take care of her, mm-hmm. and I don't want you to just go commit suicide by yourself." Yeah. So they go to like this crazy gun dude in the woods. Yeah, and they buy a bunch of Uzis. Yeah, they buy a ton of guns. They get tear gas. They set up this whole thing, and they roll up wearing Boy yep. Scout uniforms. <laughs> yes, they do. And it's like, oh, hey, Boy Scouts. And they just open fire. Yeah, they gun down a bunch of mafia goons. Yeah, they gun down a ton of people, including Lou Manzi. They yep. grab the gun, or the gun, the money. Uh, yep. You know, it's $122,000. And they they get away. Yeah, they do they, it. They, they pull off the heist. They totally pull off this heist, which is amazing because they're like, they're literal children at this point. Like, <laughs> Well, it was so brash that it worked yeah. because Luke Manzi thought he was untouchable. You know, so it, it works. And, you know, the, Joey gives his grandma the money. But of course... His pal Richie, just mm-hmm. like his brother, couldn't keep his dang mouth shut. Nope. He's like, he's 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 with a he's got his main squeeze, yeah. he's going to all these fancy yeah, restaurants. He's all this cash. And he's letting people know like what they did. And it's like, okay, I've seen look, I've seen enough like crime TV shows and movies <laughs> and documentaries. Right, right. And like mom crime shows you don't okay pro tip from me to you (laughs) when you pull a crime and you get money don't no you don't flaunt it no don't do it no it's only it's only gonna end in tears for you yeah no you squirrel it away somewhere safe and yeah you you don't suddenly roll around with like you know diamonds and (laughs) expensive cars i mean you you don't do that because I've been, I mean, all the sweet podcast money I've been oh, flashing no. around. Emily, I've actually gotten this from the mob. Oh! This is actually a mob podcast. Oh, no. Podcast. A mobcast, if you will. Oh, get out. <laughs> Stop recording right now. Hey, welcome to a mobcast. My name is Sal. Uh, I'm I'm here with with Brooklyn Emily. <laughs> oh my god we always start with like how you doing and you're like how you doing (laughs) i want mobcast to be a real thing (laughs) well look for our spinoff mobcast yes mobcast will be launching this thursday Um, (laughs) you better watch it because you got a lot of nice stuff and it'd be a shame if some of that stuff i don't know got broke somehow menace you with the baseball bat yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Richie does the dumb thing, and he starts yes, blabbing. He does. 
which of course leads Torino straight to them. Yep. Straight to both of them. I mean, like he goes after Richie with a goddamn axe. He he does, and he kills him with an axe. Well, we think he kills him with an yes. axe. I mean, it's it's heavily assumed. Yeah, it's it's greatly assumed that he kills Richie with the damn axe. So he goes yes. goes after Joey. Uh Joey manages to escape, but that's how he loses the finger. Yeah, he chops it off with the hatchet. Yeah, and he manages to blind Torino. And he picks up like a piece of barbed wire and like whips it yeah. out. Like barbed wires his eye out. Yeah. Yeah, that's messed yeah, up. Yeah, shit shit was real. So that's that's what happened. That so Joey took the money, he ran. Uh, he mm-hmm. left, like I said, he left money behind for his grandma, and he never looked back. Yep. He he did the smart thing. He disappeared. Yep. He laid low. He got into... He became Tom McKenna. Yeah, he eventually became Tom McKenna. He worked on losing the New York accent. Yep. You know, so people wouldn't be able to be like, you know, where are you from? Oh! <laughs> you sound like she the boy! You know, immediately just like yeah. shouting at people in like a small space. Um, (laughs) you know, and he did, he, he went, he went to ground and, you know, he has Mm -hmm. this nice life. He has this little cafe. He's got his pretty wife. He's got his kids. His kid buzz. His kid buzz with this terrible name. (laughs) That's the real history of violence here. (laughs) That made this child buzz. Violence inflicted on buzz. Ugh, terrible. So, like, not only does this catch up to him with. Torino and his goons, mm-hmm. but he's got unfinished business with the whole Manzi thing. He does because Lou Manzi had a son, and his son's name is Little Lou yeah, Manzi. <laughs> Buzz Manzi. Yeah, Buzz Manzi. And so. His name's Stump Chunkman Manzi. <laughs> So, yeah, so you have Little Lou, who is now like, you think I forgot? <laughs> yeah, that you killed my old man? That you killed my father? Like, nah, dog. That's, yes. That's not how things work here in the big city. <laughs> you know, so McKenna's family, they wind up going to New York because it's like, well, maybe... Maybe I can like turn Evan. I could be like witness protection. Yeah, maybe the police can protect me. Maybe something, something. Don't kill my family. Something, <laughs> something. Um, and yeah, side note, I like that his wife is like a wide-eyed tourist. He was just like, oh, yes, the big city. I'm not gonna lie, that was so well. all damn buildings. That was me. Yeah, as I'm just like, no, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you can't, you're powerless to stop me. Uh, it's true, I was. From gawking at giant, look, you don't <sighs> have big buildings like that in the southeast Opal City. Well, it's, that's why it's northeast Opal City is king of the world. Oh! At least of Opal City. Oh! Um. So yeah, so now they're in New York and it's like, all right, gotta put... You know, we've got to put the rest of this history to bed because this right. is never going to be over. 
It's never going to stop ever. Yeah. He knows that the police can't really protect him. Mm-hmm. And as long as like little Lou is running around being like a fucking psychopath. Yeah. But BT dubs, <laughs> you know, that, that this isn't going to end. He gets like the weird phone call. Yes, he gets a phone call from his some from a man who's claiming to be Richie, who's saying they won't let me die. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that he wasn't lying. That's actually Richie, who wasn't killed by Torino. Mm-hmm. Lou Manzi, the little Lou Manzi, has kept him alive as basically a torso. Yes. That tortures all the time. Yes, he's been tortured for 20 years. 20 years. Yeah, when I say like... There was the one shocking moment. Yeah, that's definitely it. When they show him, he goes to meet with uh, little Lou at a warehouse mm-hmm. and then he finds like this torso and it's Richie. And he's just like, Oh, Tom, no kill or not Tom, but Joey kill me. Yeah. 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 Super messed up. Super fucked up. Yes. I mean, I thought the Torino death was bad, where they stabbed him in literally the mouth. Yeah, because they were afraid that he was going to talk. Yeah. So they sent a dude, and he just snuck into the hospital room, and he stabbed him right in the mouth. Yeah, directly in the mouth. And I was like, oh, but this, I was just like, oh, no. Yeah, that was like, oh. Yeah, terrible. 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 So, of course, you know, Lil' Lou being the the gem that he is yes he's a very kind man <laughs> kind kindly man kind and, and level-headed yes always with a smile for the children <laughs> um you know he, he comes after mckenna with you know a damn chainsaw yes and he's like you know well this is what's gonna happen <laughs> for my dad Yes. And he said, he said, nope. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> no, dog. No. No. I forget. He deflects the chainsaw. Well, because what happens is he he has, like, he's shackled. Mm. And That's he right. goes after he goes after him with the with the chainsaw. Right. He holds the shackles together and then the blade kicks back into Manzi and just, like, eviscerates That's him. That's right. It pretty much almost chops yeah. his head off. Pretty much. That's right. Oh, and then of course Richie begs begs uh Joey to kill him. Mm-hmm. And Joey just like smothers him on the ground as the police are like, oh my god, like what the hell is going on? Yeah, I've been on the force 20 years, ain't never seen nothing like this. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so so crazy. You know, so thus breaks the cycle. The cycle of the history of violence. The cycle of the history of violence. And thus, the act is finished of the history of violence. That's, Thank you. That, that's a good voice. I like that one. <laughs> no, this was a really, really good comic. It was um, not quite as filled with twists and turns as our normal crime Yeah, as fare. some of the other stuff. Like, yeah, this was very straightforward. Yeah, it was very straightforward. It was done uh, very cinematically. Yes. yes. You know, it it has its, you know, this is going to be the end, this is the middle part, this is the beginning part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You get your rising action, and then 
and then the, the comic comes to an end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it, it was it's it's really refreshing, you know, because you're like you just kind of follow along. Mm-hmm. It flows very organically. And then, you know, it's over and you're like, I could have probably read another 200 pages of that. 100% true. Um, But yeah, like I said, I think it it does raise some really great uh, questions. Yeah. uh, Some great thinking points. Like I keep saying about, I mean, with the name, A History of Violence, Mm -hmm. you know, and how, again, like I keep saying, like how that keeps having repercussions for for all characters for everyone involved. like you yeah. one one character commits one act of violence yeah and it just and it, keeps happening yeah it just yeah. keeps rippling out and out and out um yeah no i'm, I'm like uh don't want to get political here but i'm like i think we can all think of mm, recent events yeah. yes that, it's it's that, very poignant it's that 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 mold there um, yeah, and like I said, you know, they, they did make a movie of this. Yes, they did. Uh, starring Vigo. Vigo. Everybody's favorite Vigo Mortensen. Vigo Mortensen, directed by David Cronenberg. He is Vigo! <laughs> uh, the movie was really good. It's It's been a minute yes. I've seen it. Uh, it. It's been a minute, yeah. It has been a minute. But it was really, really good. Um, And that also kind of drives home a point that actually I saw a couple of weeks ago a point being made that Kelly Sue DeConnick made actually of the difference between comic movies yeah. and superhero movies because people interchange those and like, no, yeah. they're two separate things. Superhero are. movies are a genre of comic book movies because yeah. a history of violence is a comic book movie. Right. So is road to perdition. So was Persepolis. So was Red. So was uh, Ghost World. You know, yeah. None of those are superhero movies. Like we've been, you know, I'm not complaining, but we have been inundated with them. That that is true. A lot of people are saying they're going to be the new westerns, where you know they'll look back and be like, "Grandpa, why are you watching all these comic book shows?" <laughs> buy Cracky, this. Yes, yeah, so and they'll be like, "Sit, sit down, buy Cracky." This one's a classic, and they'll be like, "Oh, but it's so old. It's so old. Ugh. It looks so terrible." Ugh. And I'm like, "Damn you! I I can't fuse with the core mind anymore. Otherwise, I'd tell you." <laughs> I feel like back in my day, this was state of the art. Yes. <laughs> 1080p is the way that movies are supposed to be watched. Not this 1850 nonsense. Oh, my, my eyes boil out of my head. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, I think like that's also a good distinction to be made. Is that you can't yeah. dis again, like you can't dismiss or you shouldn't dismiss a work of fiction or a movie or whatever, just because it's like a comic book. I'm making quotes around that that you guys can't. Well, see. I mean, and that's kind of always been the story of comic books is struggling to be accepted as a vehicle of culture and, and literature mm-hmm. just as impactful as what can happen in a book. It's, it's cause like, dude, I mean, history. Of- cause I mean, think about it, even the difference in like, it's a graphic novel mm-hmm. or like, you know, you have comic clubs, and if you brought a comic book into a literature club, mm-hmm. you would be you would be battered with violins and 
capes <laughs> and other implements of, of cultural brutality. Racket club, I don't know. Racket, yes. But I mean, I mean, if a history of violence was a prose novel, mm-hmm. I mean, this would be bestseller list. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it would be in book clubs and on bestsellers lists and you know you have to re- i mean this comic it, it won multiple awards yes like yes. it was really really uh very very successful yeah so yeah I'm not, I'm not sure what point i'm trying to make here but no like you can't just like dismiss something just right out of hand yeah because, because you have this preconceived comic, notion yeah. and and what i found i think is a lot of people who don't read comics well, yes. They stopped reading them, like, mm-hmm. back in the 80s, the 70s, the 60s. Right. And they do. They have this this notion that it's all brightly colored dudes in tights right. hitting each other, saying baff and pow and zap. Right, which has not happened in comic books for a long time. A long time. damn time. Well, I mean, you know, since, I mean, Batman 60, whatever it came out, and, you know, that, you that's know, that. So I'm like, even, you know, though, yes, superheroes persist, they're, they've come away from that. Yeah. I mean, and, and yeah, and you can't dismiss, I'm just talking in circles now, but you can't dismiss, like, a whole genre or a whole medium, I guess, is the word. Just on based on your preconceptions just of on what like, that job oh, is. It's, it's just like dumb for kids. No, you would not hand a kid history of violence unless you're a horrible no. parent. Well, well, kind of parent. But I do not. Your kid Buzz. <laughs> right, you would be the the parent who names your kid Buzz. I. Or, or like even worse, you add an O to the end becomes Buzzo. Buzzo. Why would you? Kid Buzzo. Why? Yeah, my son Buzzo Sanders. Oh. Why? Good old Buzzo. Why would you do that? Uh, because I was like, he's 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 ten. It's time for him to read a history of violence. <laughs> Terrible. Yes, I'd be I'd be awful twice over. Terrible. Yes. <sighs> but let's see. What was our takeaway here? Don't judge things based on your preconceptions. Jump in and read it for yourself and form your own form your own opinions about things, guys. Yeah, and like there's so much. I mean, honestly, as, as you all should know by now, if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, <laughs> there's so much more to comics than just Marvel and DC. Absolutely, you know, superheroes. There is so much more to it, you know, and even with like crime comics, like we barely scratch the surface. Yeah, there are so many, so many more comics. Even when we bring crime meltdown to an end, there will be too many for us to cover. Yeah, I mean, there's like, I mean, when I was making my list and I was just like, oh, my God, we could do crime meltdown for like three years. Yeah, absolutely. Like this could have been its own podcast, I mean, crime crime comics. The podcast. It's one hundred percent. I mean, dude, like when I went to visit Southwest Opal City, because I got to the gate, the gate that would take me to Southwest to the other side of the city. You see, right? Exactly. But I, there's a big gate. It, I, I'm not gonna. You guys know. I'm not gonna explain it to you. Yeah, I mean, I got there way way too early. Um, but I read The Fade Out by Ed Brubaker. Um, yeah, which is another crime comic. Uh, which is like late 1940s Hollywood. A starlet is a starlet dies. Oh, that's awesome. And it's 
you know I'm a sucker for those. But, Any anything that's like early Hollywood, I'm like <laughs> Yeah. So it's like, yeah. all like the the Hollywood machine goes into place. Um and it's the the secrets, the lies, the conspiracies. You know, you have like the It's a dirty town, that Tinsel Town. Yeah. So you know, you have the writer who's trying to uncover the truth about what really happened. You know, you have the whole like communist scare. So again, like yeah, if you guys have never read an Ed Brubaker crime comic, you should totally do it, even though we're not going to devote a podcast to it. But <laughs> it seems like a shame. Um, it does. But yeah, but I, hey, I don't know. There are always more crime comics. We could always do another month. Oh, of we could always do another four years of crime yes. comics. Yes. We've been doing crime for a long time. Emily and I are, are hardened beat cops now. We are. We've in, seen in terms some of shit. Crime com- That's right. Exactly. We've... I no longer throw up when I go to comic murder scenes anymore. <laughs> Just like retro girl, huh? It looks like some... Uh, hold on. No, I, I gotta have a good like veteran zinger for okay, it. Okay, do it. I'm just like, looks like Retro Girl's been a little played out. Oh! Like, or, uh, let's see. That's a good, like, Lenny Briscoe. Yeah, that that's Stinger? true. Yeah, that, that would be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Teacher's daddy says, school's out. <laughs> Everybody's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? That man is dead, Lenny. Have dude. Some, have some respect, Briscoe. Thank God, Briscoe. He just like grunts as like cream cheese gets on his tongue. Funny story. While I was visiting my parents, we watched yeah. an, like a couple of episodes of Law and Order. Sure. My mother and I were able to instantly identify an episode. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not even kidding. This thing had been playing for less than like 10 seconds. And we're like, oh, no, this is the one where Van Buren shoots that kid. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you're, it turns out they're both monsters. Yeah, like you're the real criminals. You know, no, she she shoots the kid in self defense and it turns into a whole thing. Yeah, no, I know exactly what upset says. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, do we have one more crime to get in before the end of Crime Meltdown? There is one more book that I want us to read. Yes. Okay. And then so that after and then- that. I think we we may want to do ultimate we ultimate meltdown. We might, or I was thinking we could do like, uh, Opal City gets kind of personal, and we read our okay. personal favorites. Oh yeah, we could do that. Yeah, that's true. I think that. Oh uh, well, we'll we'll hold a powwow that you guys unfortunately won't be. No, you have no say in anything. I like that this episode because you guys won't mail us. Yeah. If so, you could have been like, do food-based comics, and I'd be like, well, this is what America wants, yeah, Emily. I mean, we have to do it. Again, if you dudes want us to read, like, a specific comic or, like, a specific story arc or talk about a specific character, whatever, like... Drop drop us that email, yeah, though. I'll like, the email right now. Like a fact. theme or something? Yeah, send us yeah. an email, and we'll, we'll totally do, and we'll make japes about that. We will. Um, if you want to send us an email, you can do it at opalcityradio at gmail.com. Uh, you, you can get in touch with us at opalcityradio.blogspot.com. That's kind of our homepage. We're on iTunes. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook, Google Plus. We're on so many different we're, platforms. We're everywhere. Yeah, you should tweet at me. Yeah, you should tweet at Emily. We could talk about comic book movies. Oh, the worthless tripe that are comic books. How dare you? 
<laughs> um, so that is it for this week. We will be back next week with our last offering for crime meltdown. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we will until then. We'll see you guys later. Bye guys. This has been a production of Opal City Radio, now ending its broadcast day.